Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Father, we thank you for allowing us into your presence again this evening. Lord, tonight I would like to talk a little bit about a word that most people don't understand why it is one of your words. And I believe it is one of your 153 set-apart holy words. Because it's a very interesting word. We see it first used in the Bible in the way it's used uh, in Genesis 37.10. And it has to do with Joseph's dream. And it's when... Joseph, uh, Jacob speaks to Joseph, and he says to him in this, you know, he, he dreamed. This is the dream. Let me read it to you. Um, this is what the second dream of uh, Joseph. This is, then he dreams still another dream in verse 9, Genesis 37. And he told to his brothers and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall you, your mother, shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come and bow down to the earth before you? Now, consider that um, Joseph's mother had died, but yet he's having this dream. So uh, we assume, I'm assuming that it is in the time when his mother had died. But the interesting part about this in this dream is that he uses the word, shall we come and bow down? Now, people don't understand the meaning of this. It's, it's quite an interesting word because this word, when you're using it <clears throat> and God says, come, when you come, everything God has for you Listen to me carefully on this, and the wise will understand what I'm saying. Everything that God has for you comes with you. Everything God has for you comes with you. Every particle that he has placed into the earth to come forth in its appointed time to enter you or to do something for you to fulfill the work of the kingdom that he's prepared for you, every star, the sun, the moon, all of it, Every instruction that has been given by God from the beginning with the blessing that he spoke over you on day six of creation comes with you. In other words, God doesn't just say, come, and it's a simple thing. When God says, come, it's an amazing thing. Now, there's a similar understanding of this. It's very important for us to understand. When the people came out of Egypt, and this is in Exodus 12, when the people came out of Egypt, God had foretold they would come out of Egypt on a certain number of years to the very day. And the Lord tells them that, that they will come out on that very day from uh, Egypt. And when he says that they will come out of the land, 
430 years. You'll find that in Exodus 12, verse 41. It says, and it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, on that very same day, when God says on that very same day, it is a very interesting statement. Because when he says it, it has the meaning that it's exact. The word was given. It was set in the heavens from the, from the time he spoke it. And it's going to happen exactly on that time frame. So he's saying it happened on that time frame. Many people want to change the number of years, but they're now learning that it was exactly 430 years that they were in Egypt. From the time they entered till they come out, it's, it's the sojourn in Egypt was that. People can't put those times together because they don't want you to really, the world government doesn't want you to understand these things are absolutely true. So they don't allow you to understand a lot of things. For example, they're even changing it now. You can't even get to learning ancient Latin very easily in schools because their admiralty law system is deceivingly written in ancient Latin. So they've taken that education out of the school system since like the 60s. And you can't get it the way it used to be so you'd understand the way it was really written. The laws, their laws are really written. They don't want you to know it because they have, they use those old Latin meetings, the twisted of it, to trick you and to deceive you with what they're saying. You think one thing because you're thinking it in the way we're taught in schools. And in reality, they're speaking it in the old way of the Latin interpretation. <clears throat> that means something different. And they totally deceive us. Well, when it's, he says as, as same day, very same day, means he fulfilled his word completely. Very important for us to understand that. And he said um, something else that's very important that we don't pay attention to. And I like to point this out in the way of the word so you, we can begin to understand it. It'll help you understand also, as we go through this, I think it'll help you understand why the day of the Lord, the Vicar Revelation day of the Lord, the one that's described in Zechariah 14, 6, and 7, and in the book of Revelations. The day of the Lord is uh, 24 and a half years. It's cut short. It's 24 and a half years. Uh, it should be 28 years long. Let's cut short 24 and a half years. That's a, a time is seven years. I've explained this many times. A time is seven years. A time is also two hours or two segments of 42 months each. Because an hour is 42 months or 1,260 days. I've explained this in many writings. I've explained it to you from the book of Revelation why you can understand it. And it's made clear there. So, and we know that the, the reign of Christ on the earth is going to be in the morning. And the morning is seven years long. Now, why would God describe, why does the, why does the Father want the day of the Lord described as a time, a times and a half time? So we can understand if a time is seven years, a times is 14 years. Why why divide it like that? Why not say there's seven years in the evening, seven years in the night, seven years in the morning, and three and a half years in the afternoon? It, it's, it's a very interesting way that, that God does it. And he has meanings to it. And see, the number 14 is that length of time from midnight to noon. Midnight to noon. <clears throat> that's a very important time for us midnight to noon remember that it was in the morning uh, or the day that Jesus' trial which was on the 13th of Nisan 
And the 14th was the day that he, in the morning, was when he was crucified. But we can know it was the 13th that he was tried and, you know, taken from the garden very early on the 13th. And uh, which is the fifth day of the week. And then on the sixth day of the week in the morning, he was put on the cross and he died in the afternoon of that day. So we, we can know this because he tells us that in the scriptures that Pilate sentenced his judgment on him at noon. Well, how could he be on the cross at nine o'clock and be judged at noon? So we, we can know that he was taken from, you know, he's held uh, the rest of the 13th and then on the 14th in the morning, he was brought out to be crucified and he was crucified and put on the cross at nine. And uh, then a, the sun grew dark at noon and he died at three in the afternoon. So we, we can know from the scriptures that was the length of time, which means that he uh, had his evening meal on the Last Supper on the evening of the 13th of Nisan. And 13 is a very interesting number. It's a number of love. It's, it's a number for love, a number for love, but it's a number of the decision of who you love. It's a very important number. It also is, do we love Satan or do we love, love our Lord? And it's interesting because in some places, the word love is also, that um, it has the gematria of 14. Love, the way you spell it and the way you use it in different sentences means different things in it. But and sometimes the gematria is 13, sometimes it's 14. But the number 14 is really a very important one. <clears throat> we can understand this because God says something very important to us that we have forgotten. The Passover is uh, a statement that the Lord makes in Exodus 12. In verse 42, it says, It is a night of solemn observance to the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. And this is what he says next. He says, this is that night of the Lord. A solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout all their generations. Throughout their generations. Now, Israel, the meaning of the name Israel used here is the mysterious governor of God. In other words, those who keep the words. For those who keep the words, the elect who hear his voice and discern his words, it is a solemn night of observance. This is that night. Now, it's interesting. The Lord said that in the evening of the day of the Lord, in Zechariah 14, 7, there would be light. And he sets that up as a time. And then he sets the next section up as a times. And there's a really subtle meaning there. Those who understand the words, who receive the words in the evening time, have a knowledge of what happens in the night. In the night, the Lord, I've taught in some other lessons and I've discussed it in, in October. I gave a good lesson on this. In the night, from the book of Job, we can learn from Elihu's statements that the Lord seals his instruction in us in the night. He seals his instruction in us in the night. And for the wise, those who in the evening prepared themselves and who ate the word in the night. We should remember that what the Lord is telling us here is in the night, it's a solemn remembrance. In the night, he, he gives us the instruction of his word. He seals it within us. 
And remember, they'd put the, the blood of the sacrifice on the door, and this was the Sabbath that they were doing this on. And when they, they did that work on the 14th, but on the Sabbath, they were eating the meat in the night. We are in a jubilee year, most people believe, which is the Sabbath. But even if you don't believe that, the interesting thing about the way the Lord is telling us this, he told us that we should not let our flight be on a Sabbath or in the winter, and we're in the winter in a Sabbath year, a jubilee year. And um, man, I just plead with people to understand we must have a revival and come out. But he, he, the point I'm trying to get at with the meat is that that is symbolic of the words of God. You're to eat the meat during the night. They were to eat it in the evening time. They had prepared it. They were eating the meat in their house, but they weren't to sleep in this night. It's very interesting that they had done this. Uh, it seems as if they had went out before this night and they had made known to the people that this was going to happen. Um, this is what the Lord is telling the Pharaoh. Um, and the, the thing about it is, is that uh, the issue of the Lord going out from them, when the Lord goes out from the people of Egypt and the Pharaoh. Remember Moses told him that when I go out from him, you will surely die. That, that's a very interesting statement to make. If you think about what he was really saying, he told him that we go out, he would no longer have that. But there's a very interesting verse that is in this Exodus 12 that we don't seem to understand. It's right after you know, when he's talking about this is that night of the Lord, the night is the time we're in now, the night is the time when God seals his instruction. He tells us in uh, Joel two twelve to 20, that we at this time should be mourning for what is about to come on the earth. We should be weeping and mourning and fasting for these times. So we probably should begin to do this soon because we are in a, a great trouble as we are at, at this point. Because we're in the night of the day of the Lord. We're in the 14th year of the night of the day of the Lord. And 14, as I've tried to explain, is a very important number. And I'll get back to that in a second. But I want to make a point here. In Exodus 12, 50 to 51, the Lord says something that I believe goes right over top of us. It says, Thus all the children of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. So they did. And it came to pass, this is verse 51, on that very same day that the Lord brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, according to their armies. That the Lord brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, according to their armies. That word armies is Zaba. The, the word means the host, the legions, and the stars. Really, it's a mass of things. And this is what I, I said about the word come. When the Lord's is talking here about their armies, did they have an army? They didn't have weapons. It's not that. It's it, it, When God brought them out, he brought every blessing with them to come out. All the things that had anointed Egypt left them. The people of Israel had left them. Many scientists believe, or many people have discovered, that it looks as if they had you know, wireless power at that time. And I'll go into another time. But that was of God. That's not alien technology. It's something people don't understand about the light of God and the words of God and so forth. And Joseph knew all these things. 
the sun, moon, and stars bow down to him. And that when the entrance of his words gives light, when the sun, moon, and stars, which had the words of God in them, that's what they were, their lights, when they bow down to you, what do they give you? They give you power. The power of the Lord is in his words. If we do the way of the words, what we desire be done for us. That's how they created light. But when they left Egypt, it's telling us right here, their armies left. That, uh, that word uh, that they're using there is the same word for hosts. It's the word <clears throat> meaning army or host uh, of the sun, moon, and stars. It means everything God appointed for them, every blessing that they had, every desire that they spoke, and every reward or anointing they'd been given left Egypt with them. If they had the power to bring forth light because of the way of the words of God, which is what I believe, which is shown inside the, the pyramids and so forth, that all left. That's what that one word is saying right there. The host left. And the host of God, remember Isaiah 40, uh, 49, 2, I think it is, he, um, he numbered all the hosts and called them by name. Particles. Every particle, every blessing, every spirit, Everything is, has a name, a work to do for the kingdom of God. A name means the work they have to do. When he says come, all of that is coming with you. Everybody, remember he's telling us right now that, that there's going to be a um, coming out. You see it, and he's going to drive them far away from us, but he's going to separate his people, Matthew 25 through, um, 31, 34, you can see this. There's a famine of the word coming. Amos 5, 11, or excuse me, Amos 8, 11 to 14. Revelation uh, 6, 5 to 6. There's a famine of the word coming, but those who have the knowledge of the words of God will not have that famine. Do not touch his oil and wine, it says. Oil is knowledge, wine is those with the plan of God. The words, they're the ones with the law of God. The law of God is his truth. His truth is the words of God set apart from the world. Psalms 119, 142, 160, 130, 105, and then John 17, 17. Read those, and you understand this. So what he's saying is when you when God says, come, and he's taking you out of a land, like he said, he's going to harden Pharaoh's heart, and so he's, he's taking every blessing that he had with them. They didn't just lose the play, I mean, the, the crops and everything else that God had destroyed. They lost the authority to call upon his word. The Lord tells us in Jeremiah 16 that in this day, the same thing is going to be happening, only far greater. He tells us in Revelation 18 a very interesting thing also. People today are very worried with their finances because we've been cheated and swindled by the crown trust system, the queen and the Rothschild family and so on. You know, it's, it's like the Rothschilds gave the Supreme Court building to Israel and Israel's leaders accepted it like Netanyahu uh, Perez was there at least. I believe Netanyahu was there. When they, when they said they're going to build this building and they had to go along with it, but there was one condition. You couldn't alter any design in it. And it was a very occultic design with the obelisk and so on. It curses everybody there in that nation. And then they're bringing in the uh, Noahide laws, which is not of God. So that's what he's saying in uh, Revelation Two and three, when he talks about the the Jews who say they are Jews and they're not Jews, he hates them because they're they're bringing forth a law that's not his. He wants you to understand the law of Moses. He tells us that this is what we're to do. We're supposed to sing the song of Moses. 
That means we have to understand the words of Moses and keep the laws of Moses because everything God does, if we're going to sing that song, means we've kept also the ways of the laws, only we're doing them with the new covenant, which means we have the understanding of the words because we, that instead of going to a priest, we can come directly into God and understand the words of God and why these things are that way, why these laws are that way and so forth, how to do them. We come to understanding how to do them in this day. But he tells us in Revelation 18, something very similar to what he's saying in Exodus 12, where he tells the people that they are to go and uh, before the before the night, in other words, during that time uh, between the commandment that was given to do this, when Moses gave them the instruction, uh, they were to be led and go uh, with the authority of God to tell the people to give them the silver and gold, whatever they desired was given to them they needed for going out of Egypt. And the people gave it to them because they'd just come through the night of darkness. God is going to put a spirit on this earth and put fear into these people of the world because in Revelation 18, he tells the people that he's telling them that, that they are to pay back double for what they've done and double for what they're planning to do. And they're planning to kill 7 billion people on the earth. They've hijacked every soul through their uh, birth certificate, uh, live birth record, and the admiralty law system that deceived all the people. So all that's going to be paid back to those who are elect and those uh, the called out elect. In other words, those who understand the word come. Remember that what he uses in um, Isaiah 21, 11 to 12, he says, come out, come, come out. He tells us in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, to come out from following these leaders. Come means bring all your blessing, all your anointing, come out from these leaders. Do not bless them. God has judged them at this time. You can do the way of the words if they will not hear the message. Remember that there were many people of Egypt when they heard that the Israelites were going to leave, they got ready to come out. They got ready to come out. And they came to those houses with, with these people. They stayed up that night. They were ready to go. And in the morning, they were at leave. The people went and pleaded. The leaders, the Pharaoh went and pleaded with them to let the people go. It, it's, it's very interesting, these things. It's very subtle, but I pray you understand it. And we're in the 14th year of the day of the Lord. Seven years, the evening had passed. At midnight, the Lord said in prophetic word and from Scripture, the identity from Scripture, tells us that midnight was in April, end of March and early April of 2010. And now 2017 in April, we're coming to the end of the night. The best I can understand it. And God confirmed the, the 2010, but not through me, but through uh, other people. He was telling them, this is the midnight. That meant the night began. And now we're at the end of the night because the night is seven years long. And the morning's coming. Now, one of the things also, please remember, it's very interesting that they have taken this live birth record and they take the um, afterbirth of the woman and give that the live birth record. People don't understand how they're doing this. It's sickening what they're doing. And then they're even taking the fetuses now and putting it into medicines and so forth. But here's the interesting thing. God had the, the people of Israel take the intros of the animal and put it inside and uh, cook that also. And then whatever was left over, by morning, they burn it when the morning, when the sun rose, it they burn it right away. 
That's exactly what God is going to do at this time. All those who have participated in these live birth records, the government officials, all of them, if they don't come out and repent for that and and tell the truth and give the people, God's people, double for what they've done to them and double for what they're planning to do, then what is going to happen to them, they're going to be receiving the plagues because God tells them you're going to receive their sins if you go along with these people and you're going to receive their plagues because the plagues are coming in the morning and I've explained what the plagues are. And that means that in this time between now and, you know, April, they better change their mind quickly, in my understanding from the scriptures, and they better have a hearing in Washington because they better pay back double because these people are going to find themselves not able to stand. They'll be with the plagues that God promised them that all those that came against Jerusalem and Jerusalem is not just the city of Jerusalem over there. Jerusalem he's talking about is all those who keep the words of God because that is the foundation of peace. That's the wall that's going to build the wall. If they come out, if his people come out and get the words, the government has to pay back double for what they've done, double for all these live birth records, double for everything they've done to the people who have the words because it's those people they should be afraid of because God is going to take out his called out elect. It's the separation judgment. And it's just like it was back then, right before they came out, right before they burnt those intros in the morning. Because the firstborn died over the night, they, they burnt all those entrails. It's symbolic of this time. God is saying that, you know, what he's done in the past, he's going to do again. But this time he's going to do it far greater, far greater. And they, they're going to start seeing the punishment. Remember, God killed the firstborn. And remember that God did something very special at this time. He promised this. When the people came out, he said that all firstborn are dedicated to him. All firstborn, the people are to dedicate their firstborn to him. What does that mean? What it means is, he says, they're to be sanctified to him as holy. You're to give the knowledge of the words of God to the firstborn. You must do that. Esau failed. He doesn't, that's why he's crying out from Seir. The, the hairy goats, get out of this. Understand, you have to make known the words of God according to the law of Moses in Deuteronomy 6, 4, 9, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen 18 to 21. It's especially important to give it to your firstborn. The firstborn should want to hear. The Lord warns them if we don't do this in Malachi 4, 6, he's going to curse the earth for us. These people understand what that curse of the earth means. That's all the particles, all the blessings, all of that. That's why, he says, that's why the, the, the skies may rolled up like a scroll. This is what he's talking about. That word come, come out. Because it's going to be rolled up like a scroll and it's going to take every blessing away from these people and they're going to be hurt. And remember he also says he's going to drive the northern army far away from us. When they, when they started coming after them in the Red Sea, it doesn't really say that Pharaoh was killed in the Red Sea. It's not clear that it says that. It, it does say his armies and all that were destroyed in the Red Sea. And they, they died there. He lost everything. And that, that's kind of like what it says in Daniel eleven forty five, where it says the king of the north is going to come out, but nobody's going to help him. Why? Because all of his armies are going to be destroyed. That's another one of the reasons why. He's just going to hear the news of the east, the news of the north. He's going to come out in anger because he's in charge of the gold and silver. And the God is telling them, hey, look out. You better give that gold and silver up that you stole from all the people. See, they've stolen the gold and silver with fiat currency by their own admiralty law and enforced it by the FBI all over the world. You know, the, the, the FBI's job, 
really they created the bureau to to um, steal the gold from the people. For the, it's always an interesting thing to me when I was working with the people in the system. There were more FBI agents in London than any other city in the world because London's where they run the currency out of. It's from London that they tell America how much they can print each day and so forth. It comes out of there. They give the serial numbers and everything. It's coming from there. It's not coming from the Treasury Department or anything. London's issuing it. And they issue it all over the world. They give our currency away free to people to whom they want and put the debt on us. It's not legal. It's not lawful. It's not our debt. It's not actually your debt. They don't have a right to do this by the law of God because their time and dominion is over. And they better understand it because the plague is coming upon them. They won't be able to stand. But this is what the Lord is talking about. This is the time. Remember that the, before he killed the firstborn, they and before they put the lamb on the thing, they had went out before that day, before the 14th, they went out and had gathered the gold and silver from the people. Anything they wanted, they, they gathered it from these people. And the spirit of God caused them to do it. And I'm telling you, the spirit of fear of God is going to be let loose. That's what he says. He's going to send his clouds before him. That clouds is that fear that's going to come upon all these people. This fear of truth is going to come upon them. But they're going to tremble. And the earthquake's going to, going to tremble. Because God's going to cause them to stir up and understand that they're going to get the plagues. All they got to do is look at Washington and the design of Washington. The owl design. The, the obelisk design. The Jupiter and the, the Statue of Liberty, which is a statue of, of captivity. Because it's a Roman goddess. It's not of God. There's nothing of God in that. It's not a land of God. We, we put this thing on our... Uh, the the, the Kids, the boys, scouts, it's terrible. God and country. And yet they allow transgenders and everything else. That's not your God. That's the devil. You're worshiping the devil. And the country that you're worshiping is, is false. It's a corporation. It's all these things. It's, everything's a lie. So it's the devil and his lies. That's God and country on a Boy Scout uniform. You need to get that off of you. And you need to repent before God and say, I don't want to do this anymore. It's interesting that they, they use the color... Uh, start off with uh, the you know they do the brownies for the girls and so on and and the boys they want to put them in blue interesting cub scout blue you know what blue is symbolic of the might of god well their god's the devil they're trying to get them to go to the devil i understand it, it might have started off right i doubt it but because it's really truly a masonic order that they're building and all these things now, we're deceived into believing these things. I don't know, but it just seems like that. It's certainly ending it way, and it's certainly standing for that at now. Nobody should give a dollar of anything to a Boy Scout system because of what has happened. I'm not, I'm just telling you the truth. It's a curse. When they do this and they, they're, they're talking like this and they're allowing transgender, it's an abomination to God. You know what the result is. You're not helping those children. Teach them the knowledge of the words. Because all the firstborn must be taught this right now. We haven't even done that in our churches. We haven't taught them the words. We haven't even taught the words to the congregations in our churches. And that's where we're at today. Well, I hope you, I'm going to end this right now. 14 we're in right now. 14, like I've told you, is a very interesting thing because it's a number of David. And I believe the Lord does it two ways in this thing. Because he uses the issue of the seven a time a times seven is a time that he gives seven years to get the words and then 14 years and remember it's going to take 14 years will be um it's the time of the completion 
because the word of um, uh, 14 is the number for beloved. It's the number for um, the, uh, let me bring it up here on my screen. It's a number of the um, um, love, uh, beloved, I mean, it loves him, hand, pride, and lifting up. It's also a number of gold, spoil, booty. You know, they're, they're coming to take a, a spoil from us, according to Ezekiel 38. And God's going to do the opposite. He's going to take the spoil from them. Because he said in Jeremiah 16, it's going to be, they'll no longer remember what happened at the, the 10 plagues and the coming out of Egypt. They're going to talk about our coming out now. God's going to do something miraculous. And the time is now. We need to understand this is God's appointed time. And we're not listening. We're watching all these leaders. And I've told you how deceitful they are. And Trump has not turned yet. He's not heard the word of God and he's not afraid of it. And the the religious counselors around him are just like the ones who are around King Zedekiah. And, uh, you know, Babylon destroyed him. The the same thing's going to happen to Trump. He's, you know, some say he's related to the royal families. I don't know. But it's clear that he's working for them at this point. He's doing their works. And you got all these guys like Alex Jones and all these other people helping him and pointing and anointing him and he's not you know they know better all you have to do is look at the people around him and you can see they're hiding all that stuff these people work for the crown trust system it's a joke i've explained that you know dhs has been running the borders of mexico in mexico and in canada and in the u.s since before 2002 and they weren't even approved by congress supposedly uh, in November 2002, and it, it, you know, it was all false. It had already been approved by the Crown Trust. They're the ones funding it. And Department of Homeland Security, you should remember that. And, and what's Obama do? I mean, Trump do? He goes and speaks to uh, at the Department of Homeland Security. He even appoints somebody from the uh, supposed founders of Department of Homeland Security. If you're a founder of the Department of Homeland Security and you don't even know the structure and who runs it, you're, you're not a founder the Department of Homeland Security, you've been deceived or something. If you really know the whole Department of Homeland Security, you know what I'm talking about because I was in a meeting with them. And it was structured and organized by the Crown Trust. So it's all deception and it's a shame. And these people is what's going to happen. And when I talked about the intros and all this stuff, that you know, whatever they didn't eat, they had to burn first thing in the morning. It kind of reminds me of the lies of the after birth that they take the blood sample of and give this as the a living child but we're and it, that dies so they have a dead estate and they can treat us as nothing because we're not even to them a living person under their law system and it's just total fabrication and this is the junk because that's the you know when god said put the entrails the entrails your stomach that's why he puts the 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 gold sash around his waist, waist and so on it's what we desire to eat. It's symbolic of that. Do we desire the words of God that are good or do we desire the ways of the world that are evil? And that's what that is. And then all that stuff gets burnt first thing in the morning. It's symbolic of that. It's All that's going to be sacrificed and left behind because when we go out of here, we won't be taking any of those laws with us because he says in Isaiah 126, he's going to put new judges in place. Judges of old, judges that teach the ways of the words of God. They're supposed to be teachers of the word, not you know criminal justice system. God tells vengeance is his. We're to teach the knowledge of the words that enable people to do good. That's the way to do it. He wants that system brought in where he is the judge because he puts his words in our heart and we know when we have sin. 
And so what we're really doing is the judges are going to be helping them bring forth that knowledge. And he gives instruction. They gather together, Hebrews 10, 24 to 36. They gather together and stir up love and good works at this time. That's where we're to go. But we can understand God is going to cause these resources to be turned over to people. Do not feel like this is something that, you know, she should rejoice in. You don't need fiat currency. It's no good in God's kingdom. And even the gold, it's something gold and silver. You take the things that's necessary to do the works of the kingdom of God that we're going to do. That's what he said. What's in your heart for real good? But the Lord does say to, to pay them back for what they've done. But make sure that what they've done is real. That you've really harmed you. And these kind of things. Remember how they've done the taxation and all the rest of this stuff and stolen your life. And they've also given you these um, GMO foods and the chemtrails and the rest of that destroying your health. They got to pay for that. They have to pay for that. And they're going to pay for that in this time. God's going to cause them because he said he's going to do it. He's going to cause them to pay back double. Pay back double for what they've done and for what they're going to do. The merchants won't be able to sell their goods anymore. And they're also going to have to pay a heavy price. I've been told how in 2000 they were giving billions and billions of dollars to these Russian businessmen and Chinese businessmen and all that to establish these businesses. They they build them a semiconductor city just outside of Moscow. They give them all this stuff for free while they're destroying the rest of the world. And and just it's all slavery. And just they put whatever they want to manipulate the stock markets any way they want. And people don't understand these things. Lord, I pray you'll help the people to come to understanding. It's very important. But most of all, Lord, I pray that they understand what you mean when you say come out. And Lord, we pray that they'll understand it means the sun, the moon, stars, they'll roll up like a scroll. And dear Lord, it means that you've told them this in Isaiah 21, 10 to 12, and Revelation 18, 1 to 4. Come out. Babylon's fallen. You don't want to be a part of them. Because the plagues are going to come and they will not even stand. When the plagues hit them, when it's just like in the very when the sun comes up, he says the sun's coming up like a like sun of righteousness. They're going to judge them for everything they've done, and and, and that's going to be the burning, the fire, the plagues that's going to come upon these poor people. I don't want to see them happen. I would like to see every one of them turn and repent and come out. But if they do not know that these plagues are coming on and the ones that come against his people, his elect, those who are carrying the words of God and trying to build forth his His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven at this time, those that come against that, that's the coming against the, his Jerusalem, his new Jerusalem. His new Jerusalem is built with his covenant. And let us understand that this is the end of the 14th year at this time. And on the 14th, he sacrificed that lamb. And on the 15th morning, he burn it on uh, the 14th morning. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, it was the 15th when they ate it and they burned it on the 15th morning. Sacrificed it on the 14th in the afternoon. We're at the end of this time. The sacrifice better be made. And the, the timing right now is very critical to these people because they should understand they'd be better off giving their gold and silver to the poor and for the use of the kingdom of God and keeping it at this time. They can they can go on doing what they're doing, you know, and you can put it under into buildings and stuff like that. And it's not going to do you a bit of good, because we're at the time of the separation judgment. What good are those things if you don't even know how to build a church building correctly, a house correctly? Okay, I praise the Lord and I ask that He cause you to think on these things, 
and again, maybe come to understanding because he's told us in Isaiah ten twelve, come out, Revelation 18, 1, 4, come out, don't follow these people. It's this time. They're not having dominion. Babylon has fallen. The words have been open for 14 years. And during that whole time, they had no authority to do what they're doing. The people are just giving them the authority, following them. If you come out and seek God, he'll give you the answers. Now's that time. We pray it be upon you to seek the Lord. We pray his will be done. If this is that year, which I believe it is, then this is that time. And this is what the Lord is telling us. It's coming like this. So I pray, just read the prophetic words, people, and then try to read it in the way of the words and not the way their interpretation is. And forget the prosperity preachers. I mean, that's not the, what God is talking about. And when he's talking about the gold and silver, read how it, how it has to come to you. How is it done? Who's he going to give it to? Who is he, you know, why does he say in Matthew seven twenty one to 23 that many are going to be cast out from him, even if they healed people, prophesied in his name, and so on? You have to get, he said, the called out elect. You have to get the knowledge of truth. It says that in John seventeen seventeen, Joel 2, 12 to 20. You, cannot, you have to be sanctified. And we have to understand that if he made it a law that we have to sanctify the firstborn, that's really important for us at this time because that is, the, you know, the way of God is that the firstborn receives the word. And, and he, he testified that because he killed the firstborn of Egypt. And remember what he says in Hosea 4, 6, if we reject his knowledge and he'll reject us as priests, means we won't be able to speak his words or do anything. We'll be of the famine of the word. And then he says he'll forget our children because if we reject his knowledge, we can't teach his words to our children and then they're going to be cast out. In the What happened to the people of Egypt? God's going to do something far worse at this time because he's saying that one-third can be killed at this time or one-fourth, I think it is. One-fourth. What is the fourth spirit? Is the council of God. And the first spirit, one-fourth would be the way of the first of the four spirits of the horses. And the first one is set apart by your words. If we won't do that, he says he's going to destroy one-fourth in Revelation 6, 7 to 8. So maybe that's what it's talking about. Lord, we thank you. Praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.